Welcome to the Flourishing Therapreneur Podcast, a podcast that equips therapists to thrive in business, expand their reach, and create flourishing and meaningful lives, both personally and professionally. I'm your host, Claire Blakey. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in private practice. I believe in being a multi-passionate therapist. You can have a thriving, financially impactful business, be a leader in the community, and also a business entrepreneur. You don't have to choose and your impact as a clinician can go beyond the therapy room. I believe that you can be a therapist and an entrepreneur, a therapreneur, and I believe that every therapist deserves the tools, community, and resources to build thriving businesses and flourishing lives. I pair my passion and previous career in PR, marketing, and blogging with my education and experience as a clinician to equip therapists like you who are multi-passionate and wanting to pursue additional opportunities to grow your skill set and expand your reach. So what are we waiting for? Let's get going. Let's create impact and build flourishing lives and businesses we're proud of. Here we go. Season two of the Flourishing Therapreneur is brought to you by Thryzer. Thryzer provides therapists with an end-to-end, out-of-network billing support for their clients. Are you in private practice and want to support clients in getting reimbursed with their super bills and other out-of-network expenses, but don't have the bandwidth to do it alone? Look no further. Thryzer submits all of your insurance claims after every appointment to get faster reimbursement for your ideal clients. And even better, they handle all denials and slowdowns so that clients don't have to stress or contact insurance at all. The riser is affordable and seamless. It's absolutely free to sign up and the processing fee is only 3%. Partnering with Thryzer is an awesome way to make your private pay practice more accessible while positively improving your client experience, thus impacting your client retention and increasing your professionalism for your private practice. Better yet, The onboarding process is seamless and it's super easy to onboard clients and get started. So what are you waiting for? Check out the link in the show notes and use the code flourish to begin your three week free trial. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the flourishing therapreneur. Today is a solo episode and it's my pleasure to really bring to light a conversation around onboarding. Um, what I like to call virtual assistants or VAs. Um, maybe you've heard the term before. Maybe you've considered either you know collaborating with someone or seeking out their specialty, um, but really just starting to recognize that as a business owner, you can't do it all. I am still new at collaborating with virtual assistants, but I've actually onboarded let's see, one for my private practice and then three for the current business I have of the Flourishing Therapreneur. And um, I'm happy to share in this episode just my journey, kind of things I looked out for, things that I appreciate. And really, this episode is really covering four reasons that onboarding a virtual assistant is really helpful for your private practice and will help it flourish, hopefully even more than already is. So I'll give a little bit of background. So I have two businesses. I have my private practice, which is Thrive Therapy Santa Barbara. And I wanted to have a virtual assistant support me in a few different ways. The main reason I hired a virtual assistant and onboarded someone for my private practice was because I noticed that I didn't have enough time to do everything. And an area that I felt like, even though I was really proficient in and loved doing was my social media. I have onboarded a virtual assistant that is helping me create beautiful content. 
and really induce new ideas into current ideas I have. Kind of depends on what your skill set is, but for me, I actually don't mind creating content or visual creation like Instagram posts, flyers, that kind of thing. But what I've noticed is as a private practice clinician and as my own boss and my own, you know, owning my own business, there is so much that I hold in terms of being a business owner. And, you know, we think about the clinical piece of, you know, seeing clients, which in that in itself has a lot of other subtasks. There's clinical notes, you know, consultations, there's treatment plans, there's collaboration. If I'm calling a dietitian or a psychiatrist for an eating disorder client, um, I spend a lot of time outside a session working on those sessions, but then there's the logisticals, you know, as many of you have also experienced, whether that's onboarding and partnering with a CPA, a bookkeeper, um, just really recognizing the value of including other people on your team. So I have one virtual assistant that I recently onboarded for my private practice. And then um, just to kind of give a sense of other ways you could use virtual assistants or maybe find specialized niche assistants. Um, so for the Flourishing Therapreneur, I have three. I have one that helps me with the podcast. And so um, I got to kind of walk her through my editing um, techniques and then pass that off to her once I was ready and wanted to create a little bit more time freedom in my schedule. So I'm not only recording the podcast, but I now have someone that can go in and make it pretty and you know put the intro and the outro together and help me with the show notes and all those kind of things that even though I enjoy doing, um, my time is actually better spent either with clients or doing consultations for the flourishing therapreneur or public speaking. Um, so really getting clear on that, which is hard, right? Because I really enjoy editing. I really enjoy the creative piece, but really tapping into like wanting to be very proactive to prevent burnout because it's not sustainable to do it all. The other two virtual assistants I have, one is helping me with my course creation. So I'm in the process of putting together a few courses. And so this person's really helping me with, you know, the sales page and my media kits and, you know, going through the course and watching it and helping create handouts for it. So really um, is a great ally in that. And then my other virtual assistant is helping me with the content creation and kind of more the aesthetics of my social media. So each has a very important and intricate role. And I consciously chose to onboard different people for each role. I just don't like when people are bogged down with a lot of responsibilities because that's how I have felt holding all of those roles by myself for a while. And I really appreciate um, finding people that are niche, like people that are really good at social media or people that are good at editing or podcasting or course creation. So that's kind of how my decisions kind of evolved. So with this episode though, I want to talk about the four reasons that onboarding a virtual assistant can be really helpful in private practice as a business owner. So the first reason I would say is when you onboard a virtual assistant, you can turn what often feels like an isolating experience of content creation into a team project. And how often as therapists are we on our own? You know, we're individually alone with our clients. We're oftentimes isolated or in an insular bubble with what we do in our profession. And so when you tie in maybe onboarding a virtual assistant to support with social media or website or anything creative, I love it because it kind of creates what sometimes feels like an 
like an isolating individual thing and helps it be a collaboration. And for me, one of the values I really get is like when I do weekly or monthly meetings with my assistants is oftentimes I'm dreaming up goals or I'm dreaming up content or a vision for things. And when you have someone else that is niched and specialized and passionate and focusing on that with you, your ideas can grow. And sometimes they grow into something even more beautiful than what I envisioned and their technique and their style and their edits are like a total different caliber or vibe than I would even imagine going towards. And it can actually improve my offerings or it can induce more ideas. And so one of my things that I really value is that it just, it creates that collaboration and kind of makes it feel like I have coworkers, which is something I don't have in private practice. And that's something as an extrovert, I really have learned to recognize that I need, whether it's, you know, virtual assistants, whether it's coffee dates with other therapists, just the importance of community and to not be isolated, really to connect. The second piece I think really is important and really helpful is it allows me to pour my energy into what I do best, which is sharing my knowledge and experience with my community. I get to trust that my virtual assistants, that they can use their digital expertise to format, to beautify, and bring my ideas to life. Like I said, like I do enjoy the creative piece. I have a background in PR and marketing and blogging, and I do really love, you know, going on Canva, which is an app and a website that you can create content on. I enjoy that. It's not that I don't, it's that I know myself and I know that I might go into the weeds of it. I might spend two hours trying to make one post look a certain way. And that's not a good use of my time. It also can distract from some of my goals and my goal being to be present with my daughter or to have a more work-life balance, but also the gift of letting myself pour the energy of what I do best, which is my clinical work, public speaking, you know, certain leadership pieces, like those are like my bread and butter. And when I pour my energy into that, my business flourishes in a way that if I was pouring my energy and then, you know, diluting my energy by doing all the things, I would then add to burnout, right? And the gift of getting to trust the knowledge and the experience of my virtual assistants and knowing that this is their expertise. This is what they do for a living. This is what they love. This is their bread and butter. And so it actually magnifies what I do because I might have an idea for a post or a blog or an episode and they bring it to life in the way that they're expertly trained. And so it increases the knowledge and the experience that I'm offering and adds more value to what I'm doing. It adds more aesthetic and more branding and more cohesiveness. The third piece is they save me hours of time each and every day, week and month by working on my social media graphics, on formatting my course, on proofreading my sales page and updating my email list. These are pieces like I've named, like I could do that. And I actually, my leadership style and my business structure style is, I think it's important as a business owner to wear all the hats at different points, but I don't think that's a long-term thing. So for example, when I started my podcast, I DIY'd it. I Googled, I took courses, I taught myself how to edit. I taught myself how to set up the scheduling and do all the pieces to onboard um, guests as, you know, as podcast guests on my show. And I think that was a really valuable thing because it helped me really understand how much time goes into that to really value the heart and the hard work. And so when I got to then onboard my virtual assistant to then pass that off to her, I was able to empathize. I was able to have 
a ground, you know, foundation of what was entailed. It also helps, I think, when you have a little bit of a sense of what you're doing and you don't have to master all the things because that's also defeats the point. You don't want to spread yourself thin, but I think there can be wisdom and there can be value in at least having an overview of what you're asking because that helps you collaborate better with them and helps you accelerate what you're doing. But really the piece of saving time is really the biggest piece. I've really started to realize that like you really need to eliminate stress and by doing that you save time and it's actually an act of business self-care to not do it all and not to use every waking hour outside of sessions being productive. Like I I know for myself I am the type of person that I can do a lot and not feel like it's a lot. And that's not the kind of lifestyle I want to continue living and I want to really create balance and really create a flourishing business that I love, that I don't burn out off of, that I am finding a balance between work and unplugged time and just really cultivating something that's really worthwhile. And um, by me being protective of my time and really listening to each season, what that feels like, by delegating these things out, I'm really honoring my business self-care. The last piece, number four, is by including a virtual assistant on my team, it helps my business flourish and the impact increase, therefore reaching more people and making more money. So I'm just going to give a couple examples of this. Let's just say I see 20 clients a week. And so that's 20 clinical hours. Obviously, that's not allotting for clinical notes, treatment plans, phone calls, other businessy things. And then let's just say I was doing social media for 10 hours a week. So that's 10 hours of my schedule. If I decided to then either just use those 10 hours to rest and recharge, that would be so nourishing. If I decided since I'm delegating those 10 hours out to a virtual assistant, I want to take on 10 more clinical clients. Don't recommend that. Not encouraging that, but I'm just giving that as a tangible example. I would make so much more money seeing 10 more clients than I would be, you know, creating content on Canva. And so you need, like for me, I've had to really like step back and use the business part of my brain of like, you know, in the roles that I carry and what I do, how is this furthering my, not just income, not just impact, but how is this further perpetuating workaholic cycle, a vicious, you know, hamster wheel of productivity But productivity without peace, productivity without rest, isn't actually productive. And I think it's such a hard balance as a business owner, as a private practice clinician, as someone that holds space for other people, and also holds a lot of roles. Like being a business owner, we do so many things that are just not under the umbrella of being a therapist, that are under the umbrella of, you know, being in compliance with your business and some of the formalities. And so it's just truly an act of kindness to check in with yourself. And I also want to name it as a financial privilege to be able to onboard people or to be able to afford a virtual assistant. So maybe that's not where you're at now, or maybe you won't ever be there. But I do want to just cultivate this conversation around the importance of including others and that you don't have to do it alone. And I hope when you listen to my podcast and when you, if you are connected to me through my therapy practice, that you also recognize that like anyone that looks like they're doing it all most likely isn't. (laughs) They probably have a team that supports them and there's no shame in having a team. 
I think a team can help you flourish and grow and expand your impact and reach more people and create sustainability in your practice. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, as a therapist and business owner, spending money can save you money. So by me spending money on someone to help me with some of the course stuff, that's improving the caliber of my course. That's improving the turnaround rate of who buys it and what their impression is of it. And then they refer other people to it. Or if I'm investing time and money into SEO or website development or social media, and then I'm getting X amount of clients a month or calls a month for that effort, you have to spend money to make money. And obviously use discernment with that and don't apply that advice to absolutely everything. But I do really believe that as a business owner, we need to be intentional with our money. And we also need to be intentional with our time because time is money um, and it's an investment. It can give you more life to live outside of sessions when you hire things out, when you delegate things out. And it can help your business flourish immensely. I once heard, and I'm trying to remember who said this, so it's definitely not my quote, so don't quote me, (laughs) but the concept of you need to delegate to elevate and that piece of you know, linking arms with other people, onboarding other people, recognizing when you're not good at something, recognizing when you're good at something, but maybe someone else could be better at it. And maybe your work could be amplified. So I hope that this is an encouraging conversation and encouraging message. If you are contemplating just where you're at with your workload, with your vision for your business as it expands, or if you're pursuing other opportunities to diversify your income, know that you can't do it alone. And if you do it alone, You can do it, but it might not produce the flourishing aspect that's so important and the sustainability aspect that is essential. So I hope this is encouraging. If you have any questions, I'm going to do another episode at some point about logisticals of onboarding someone and things I recommend and also mistakes I've made too, because I'm not a perfect human and I'm still very much learning this process and have learned that when you onboard people, it takes actually a lot of time to train people. And there's so much that we know that we don't realize that we know. And it's hard to give the download to people, especially for people. So I'm still definitely learning how to be a good boss and how to be a good collaborator. But I hope that this message encourages you. And if you're thinking about teaming up with someone, I'm happy to give referrals and I'm happy to support you or cheer you on in that. So hope this message was encouraging and I look forward to hearing and talking to you all soon. Hi, Flourishing Therapreneurs. I wanted to hop on and share that our course Flourishing in Private Practice is coming spring 2022. If you are a pre-licensed student, trainee, associate, or even a licensed therapist that perhaps is either wanting to learn more about strengthening your private practice or curious to take the leap from agency to being your own boss, this course will walk you through all the steps from the basics of setting up your business structure, creating your brand, building your reputation in the field, and strengthening your systems to help your business flourish. This course is filled to the brim with tangible examples, templates, and structure to help your business thrive and for you to grow and flourish personally and professionally. This course will be open for enrollment for two weeks in the spring, and then we'll close until the fall for a second round of enrollment. If this is you and you're wanting in, go to our website at theflourishingtherapreneur.com to join our mailing list and to be the first to know when the doors open. We also have a free download on our website called 10 Steps to Starting a Private Practice, available for you today. So if you're wanting to get started sooner or dip your feet into the idea, don't wait another moment. I'm looking forward to continuing to grow and flourish together. 
as therapists and entrepreneurs, as therapreneurs. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to the Flourishing Therapreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review as that helps other clinicians and therapreneurs find our community and thrive through our offerings. Want to take your business a step further? Visit theflourishingtherapreneur.com or our Instagram with the same handle. Connect with our free community or sign up for an upcoming course to help cultivate your thriving business and endeavors so you can flourish personally and professionally. Until next time, I'm your host, Claire Blakey, and I believe you deserve to flourish as a therapreneur.